0: This could be the final restart. Harvick and Truex on the front row. Blaney and Keselowski, row two. Kurt Bush and Cole Custer, row three. Ready,
1: ready. Green, green, green. Okay, buddy. Four
2: is the leader, our It'll Be Cole Custer to the outside of Brad Keselowski, putting him three wide. Look at the run Whoa, that Custer they, has. They touch. Here
0: comes Custer. He had a big run down the back, down the straightaway. Keep digging here. Clear up, clear up, clear up, clear up, clear up. Get up, get up. Four still there. Come on, start so squeezing him. Four still there. Squeeze him up. Cole's got to push two back on the top here, still inside. Three by two behind him. Just the 41 there lane off at your door. White flag waves. One to go.
1: Come on, Wizard. Come on. White flag. White flag. He screwed the whole package. Just you and the car's coming, you know?
0: Next flag ends it. Top's covered. we got big smoke. Big smoke here.
1: Coming back to the checker. Just you and him. Even. Door. Quarter bumper. Free back to the 19. Clear all the way back to the line here, buddy. Checker flag right here. That's the first of many. Rookie Cole Custer wins Kentucky. Can you believe it? Incredible. Holy That's awesome.
2: Thank you, guys. That was the best part of driven. Cole, you are the bad Good job, everybody. Good job. Thank you a job. Uh, Curtis,
1: appreciate your stepping in, and uh, we'll, we'll build up that. We'll uh, come back next week and whip their asses.
2: This place is my track, man. Me and Devin, we got this place figured out.
3: on here on Dawn Hall here with Mike Haig. Mike, of course, from RacestaySA.com. Mike, how are you?
1: Hey, Dawn. How you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing... I Well, okay, I guess. I'm here. I'm alive. I don't have COVID that I know of, so... That,
1: well, that's great. I'm trying to not get it either, but uh, we're just uh, having a good time and trying to get through some technical difficulties that we're experiencing tonight. So if you hear some... Weird stuff on the on the air here. Just ignore it. We're dealing with it the best we can. Yeah, just
3: <laughs> roll with it, for crying out loud. So, uh, Mike, really, really cool deal happened there at Kentucky. We had rookie Cole Custer uh, with this amazing last lap pass. He led one lap during the entire race, and it was the one to definitely lead. And he took that 41 car straight to victory lane. And, I mean, just... The, those last few laps at Kentucky, you know, the, the race itself, I thought was okay, but the last 10 laps were, were awesome.
1: Yeah, it really was Dawn. And you know, a four wide pass at the end there and that's what we want to see in NASCAR. And that's what the fans want to see. And I tell you, uh, the fans got their money's worth there at the very end of that race and, uh did a, uh, uh, SM- smack cast podcast. If you want to go back and listen to, um, uh, some of the, uh, the highlights, and the, uh, I, I kind of recapped it there on the show. We have it on tracksmackradio.com. But, Don, one of the things Custer, you know, he started a fifth on a restart with two laps to go, made his way forward. Then they went three wide, four wide with Martin Trex Jr., Ryan Blaney, and Kevin Harvick there. And and Custer just held the, the high line, was able to get around the three veterans. And he crossed the finish line, Don, with, with a close .27 second victory margin of victory there to get his first uh, win ever in the cup series as a, as a rookie. And, you know, this is uh, just something incredible, Don. Uh, I wanted to mention that and Don, I want to mention that Matty D Harvick and Kurt Busch finished third, fourth and fifth respectively. Then it was Blaney, Christopher bell, bell, Eric Amarola, Brad Keselowski and Tyler Reddick. So we had three rookies in the top 10 and I wanted to mention that that was the first time in NASCAR history that three rookies finished in the top 10 in a single race. So yeah. we broke some, re- uh, we we'll set some new records there on the, uh, on the Kentucky uh, oval the other day.
3: Well, and you know, we came off of uh, two Xfinity series races there. They also had the truck race, I believe as well. I mean, it was a busy weekend, but man, coming off of that fight that we had there in the Xfinity series with, Uh, Harrison Burton and Noah Gregson and no penalties issued NASCAR which was interesting Mike Uh, a lot of folks were really wondering if we were going to see penalties because apparently NASCAR told and warned people once this COVID stuff kicked in that we're not tolerating any of that you know because again that's going to violate the COVID stuff and so it would immediately be hefty hefty fines is what what and I was hearing like $25,000 I think fines or something like that and no fines issued so I guess they just decided you know I think they talked to them both and apparently both of them left the hauler um, agreeing to leave it there and and walk away but I don't think we've seen the last of the Harrison Burton Noah Gregson um, disgruntled driver issues with each other
1: yeah, I think you're right, Don. And, you know, the uh, uh, that was <laughs> a little bit of excitement. And, uh, you know, Noah has uh, been kind of frustrated this season at times. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see um, how he reacts to all this. But you mentioned two um, uh, Xfinity Series races. They were both won by Austin Sendrick. So he swept the race uh, Friday night and then Saturday. And then Sheldon Creed got the win in the truck race. And I tell you, these... Uh, These two series this year, here in the last few weeks, we've seen some damn good racing in those series, and that's what I like about it. They're supposed to be developmental series, and for these up-and-coming drivers, that's what it's all designed for, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of go up in in, in steps, and um, they're proving to be really, really competitive, and I know that truck race was shortened by rain a little bit, but we had some great racing in that series, and then... I was impressed with what I saw on, in the doubleheader in both of the Xfinity Series races, and Austin Hendrick is man—he had it. He had a good car.
3: You were talking about how great the racing has been in these series, Mike. And really quick, we can throw in here news that broke today about uh, another series that'll be coming. And it's courtesy of Tony Stewart and Ray Everham. They have teamed up to bring back basically what we knew as the IROC series. Um, It's being renamed now as the SRX All-Stars series. And CBS has already signed up uh, and on board with that. So uh, I loved the IROC series. And and let me tell you, Mike, I've already seen guys like Tony Kanan and others saying, I'm in. I'm totally in. Uh, I'm excited about it. We'll talk more about it once we start getting more details. But just you mentioning how great the racing is. And now, you know, to announce that I'm like, I'm, I just, I'm stoked that we may have even more uh, racing and something that we both were very uh, enjoyed very much the IROC series. So.
1: Exactly. And I tell you with it being out on a major network like CBS, it's going to get a lot of exposure, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of big audience, you know, when you're on a big network like that. And it'll be interesting to see when they actually have these races, what tracks they'll run, um, and, and, uh, does it, uh, take a, you know, a bite out of NASCAR's, uh, plate as far as, uh, you know, is this going to be a competition eventually with NASCAR? Uh, I don't think they're going to pair up with any NASCAR races from what I've read. I think they're going to kind of do their own thing here, but uh, I, I like it. It's something different. Um, the concept seems pretty neat. And if we can get some drivers, you know, from, like Kanaan and some of these guys from the other series coming in the race, you get a little bit of a variety. I think that's what the fans want. Mm-hmm. Some more personality, man. If they get in there and do some beating and banging and stuff, it might be, it might be the new on the block, you know, whatever you want to say. So.
3: Well, I've seen, I'm like, I've seen names like Jeff Gordon floated out there and, uh, I'm sure with Jimmy Johnson's retirement here, you know, this season, that'll be somebody that you maybe see, you know, who I would like to see who's somebody that we have not seen in racing that just fell off the racing world,
1: the backflipping Carl Edwards. Yeah.
3: I wonder if we maybe yeah. could see like a Carl Edwards or somebody show up into that, that would be awesome. So you never know, Mike, I, I mean... know you have a ton of audio for us to get to tonight, um, <laughs> And we're going to be uh, previewing the all-star race that's coming up. Really quick, I wanted to mention, Mike, that – and this kind of goes hand-in-hand with what you were talking about, about how great the racing was, um, especially the finishes there at Kentucky. Ratings were up for a second straight weekend. NASCAR ratings increased by double digits over last year, so – I know that the haters hate to hear that and they'll use all the excuses of, well, you know, there's nothing else on to watch, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, people aren't just going to turn on NASCAR to watch NASCAR. (laughs) I mean, they have obviously, especially at Kentucky. um, Yeah. They've turned it on because they're enjoying it. New fans are enjoying it. And I would argue as well that a lot of the haters that said that they weren't going to be watching were, still watching i i, I think well,
1: yeah i think so because i mean i i know a few that hate 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 but boy on social media they're asking questions and saying stuff that they're saying they're not watching but you're not watching how do you know what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> i agree but hey uh cole custer gets the victory we have some audio and mm-hmm. uh, and what i have here is his initial reaction and they interviewed him in um in at the post-race press conference that they had uh, the zoom meeting here but let's go ahead and hear from cole custer how excited he was after the race on uh, sunday here we go cole
2: a rookie you are a winner in the cup series what just happened on that restart how good was that car Man, we were we were so good all day our car was so good i mean obviously it wasn't the easiest track to pass on so we're kind of stuck back there but that was the best car i've ever driven in my life uh, everybody at shr Br- brought an unbelievable car I mean, Mike and Davin on the box I mean that was unbelievable I mean Gene I can't stress enough how thankful I am for him taking a shot at me it definitely was not the start of the year that we wanted I mean we were definitely way off at some places but this I mean this was by far I mean unbelievable car we put it all together and I, I just can't thank everybody enough Call typically for a rookie. It takes about three years to get to victory lane. Describe what it's like for a rookie, especially right now. You don't even get practice in these cars. Yeah, I mean it's not easy. I mean, it's definitely you gotta kind of adapt as much as you can. And I think we've gotten better and better at that, but um, it's just it's just unbelievable. I mean, I I didn't think that we were coming here going, coming to win. I mean, now we're gonna be in the all-star race. I don't even have to run the open. So I don't know. Hopefully I make it to Bristol. <laughs> Congratulations. Go celebrate. That team is pumped up. What a finish for Cole Custer, Mike. I'm surprised. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, we have definitely done a lot better job these last few weeks. Uh, we've started putting the whole picture together um, and trying to, you know, you got to just have the whole thing working together, whether it's pit stops and restarts or me doing my job or having the car perfectly right. And, when you're just a little bit off in this series, you're going to pay for it big time. So you can't be off in one area too much. So it's just you got to perfect all those areas and work at it. And it's, you know, a lot of days of when your eyes are sore trying to look at film and trying to figure everything out, but it's it's just trying to put the whole picture together. And I think we still have ways to go. We still have things that we can do a lot better for sure. But uh, I think we're to the point now where we can race with these guys and we can uh, take advantage of it when we're near the front.
1: And Dawn, that's Cole Custer, and I, I want to say that the uh, the audio that we have there is courtesy of Fox Sports FS1 and uh, NASCAR. So thank you NASCAR for letting us use that.
3: Yeah, I know. I noticed you uh, you spliced them together, which was funny because if you hadn't, we were getting ready to come back, and I was going to joke and be like, "Dude, Jamie totally just threw it right to you because she's like, hey, whatever." Oh, yeah, she has a question. you, cool. Don't you think, Mike? Yeah,
1: that, that's what she was talking about. Me. Yeah,
3: you should have answered her. <laughs> I'll,
1: take, I'll take the credit on that one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Love Jamie Little. So, uh, yes, yeah, oh, so,
1: yeah, she's great. And she really is.
3: Tomorrow's Bristol race will be uh, All Star race will be the last race for Fox. Uh, they did their last broadcast um, for the season, I guess. yesterday or I'm sorry, um, this past weekend, and then of course they'll have the call for the All Star race, and then NBC takes over. So that'll be th- that should be a you lot know, of fun. I-
1: I was impressed. There was a one particular segment there. They were toward the end of the race. They had talked about the fact that uh, NBC is going to be taking over the coverage. And they kind of talked about the the fact that, you know, what, what Fox has part of the season, NBC, Mike Joy did a good job talking about it, but you know, it, it's um, it, it's important right now that the two networks, I think through all this, how they've worked together mm-hmm. here in the last couple of weeks, they really have done a good job, you know, talking about each other these guys have known each other they've a lot of them have worked together before i know they're competitors but they're also friends mm-hmm. and i time like that we're going with through right now it's good to see everybody kind of getting along and and working together so i was i was impressed with that
3: yeah you know you made me think about it for a minute um and now that I th- i'm thinking back i think Kind of always been that way though, because I can remember back, oh my God, for people who are new to NASCAR or only been watching for like say the last three or four years, you guys have no idea what we used to have to do as NASCAR fans when it came to watching the race uh on TV. There was a time, Mike, when we were on what four networks during the year because yeah, we would go from Fox to ESPN ABC, so ESPN or ABC, TNT
1: nt and TNN, i think right At one or, time. Or, or
3: yeah or tbs or one of those like one of the things and then i want to say there was another network oh nbc because nbc had them too yeah. there for a little bit so um yeah i mean and it, it's like they would have it all in one season and it would be split yeah. up and it was just so hard to follow sometimes but again we we had our favorites on different networks and we were doing that back good time
1: going through the field again um um Three rookies in the top 10 in this race. I thought it was a very impressive. Eric Amarola gets another top 10 finish. You know, Blaney is doing great. <laughs> Harvick looked good the other night uh, or the other afternoon. Matty D, third place finish. You know, um, he um, participated in a, um, in a press conference uh, media availability today with Ford that I did not get to hear, but I did look through the transcript. And, and he's shown a lot of promise and a lot of excitement there. In, in his car so i was impressed on but just a couple things i wanted to s- mention there was um eight caution flags for um 42 laps and we had 13 lead changes among nine drivers in that race so uh, overall uh, i say another another great race on the season and uh good to see a good finish like that at kentucky and now we go to the the Bristol for the all-star race. And I'm super excited about that event.
3: Yeah. And uh, we're going to go ahead and we'll start talking about the all-star race, but on the the cusp of the all-star race, because we're less than 24 hours away from it now, big news to come out in regards to one of the guys that, Likely could be the fan favorite vote. Um, Bubba Wallace. Uh, yeah. RPM Richard Petty Motorsports announces today that they signed a multi-year agreement with Cash App to sponsor Bubba. Wow. He's going to be—they're going to be sponsoring five races this season. But this is a multi-year contract, so that's a big deal for Richard Petty Motorsports. And you know, Mike, in less than two weeks now, we have Bubba Wallace getting a personal endorsement deal. Uh, with Beats by Dr. Dre and now a big announcement with RPM on a multi-year agreement with a sponsor, which that team has needed. Um, I like it. I really do. And, and Cash App had some really good things to say about Bubba and why, and not only that, this is the first time that they have ever done any sort of sports sponsorship. Yeah. So that's, it's awesome on so many different levels because we're bringing in new sponsors Um, To the series and people who have not sponsored before, but they were really, really impressed and and really intrigued by Bubba and, you know, love his his attitude and everything he's been standing for over the last few weeks. And so I I love it. I'm I'm stoked about it.
1: I am, too. And this is something great for him that these sponsors are starting to come his way. You know, we talked about a few weeks ago, we one of us mentioned the fact that it's going to be interesting to see whether or not this occurs for him on the team and for the team that these sponsors, you know, start coming forward. People see that Bubba's really a, a great guy and heck of a competitor. And, you know, it's good to have him in the series. And he's the kind of guy you can get behind and do well with.
3: Mm-hmm. And, you know, NASCAR also, again, once again, this week, making some news by stating they are talking over, uh, and possibly going to get rid of allowing any sort of political um, yeah. backing on on cars as sponsorship, which that's huge because this has gone on for I mean since the beginning of yeah. NASCAR on TV especially um, sponsorships and the, and those kind of things. And I mean, I want folks to think about this because there's things that happen charity wise that people you know I, I know a lot of people don't agree with Black Lives or may not agree with Black Lives Matter. A lot of people do, like ourselves. Um, But Mike, I mean, the way I look at it is if you really want to look at it, I don't feel that they are so much of a political organization as they are a charity organization. I mean, um, Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of charities that sponsor things, you know, and I mean, they've got a cause that they're, you know, that they're, so some people could say that that cause could be looked at as political as well. So I'm just curious how that may or may not affect this, you know, like
1: in in the uh, NHRA uh, drag racing, for example. Make-A-Wish, they had the sponsorship on one of the cars. Now, none of the money, uh, it was, none of the money, it's a very complicated sponsorship to explain, but they weren't taking like any of the donations from that are made to Make-A-Wish for the, it was other money that was doing it, but they were basically putting that on the car to uh, show people about Tickler um, Group. And uh, a lot of these charity organizations have got on board and different business people that are putting up the money for it because they believe in that charity.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's why the sponsorship's on there. Like I said, it's kind of difficult to explain, but anyway, but it's good to see that. And, and, and hopefully, uh, we'll see more of that, you know, on some of the cars in NASCAR and as they diversify, Not just with the drivers, but with the different kind of sponsors they have as well.
3: Well, Mike, that leads us into Bristol for the All-Star Race. My understanding is, as of last count, over 25,000 seats sold, uh, which would make that the largest attended sporting event of this year so far, um, especially since the COVID stuff. So it's going to be interesting because I know that masks are optional there at Bristol.
2: Yeah,
1: Um, isn't that weird?
3: It is, but they're Not also sure. optional here at Texas, which I thought was extremely weird since we have a statewide mandate. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But I know as of today, we got the information that Martin Truex Jr. will be starting from the poll for the, NAS- uh, for the All-Star race. The 16 All-Star drivers are going to be joined by four other drivers, the winners of the three open race segments and the fan vote winner. And I can tell you also that Michael McDowell will start from the poll for the NASCAR Open Uh, Eric Amarola will start second, followed by Christopher Bell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, uh, William Byron, Chris Buescher, and uh, Clint Boyer, and then Matty D. And again, as usual, the lineup was set by the – Random draw um, based on owners' points. So I think everything gets started relatively soon tomorrow, or early. Or not soon, but early. Mike, our time. I think like five or five thirty our time. Things are going to start kicking off um, in order yeah, to I think get I've, everything I think in. I've
1: got the information here. Okay. Uh, this is the first time Dawn that the All Star race has not been held at Charlotte since mm-hmm. 1986. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> that year that's how long it's been i was 18 so i was in I'm middle 50, school <laughs> i'm 50 52 now so that's a long damn time i, mean, yeah. I didn't realize it's been at charlotte that long yeah but um the the event was moved as nascar as you know uh, changed the calendar around a little bit because of COVID 19 and then it, 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 we, we just had the race to kentucky we take a little break this week go to bristol then we go to texas and then kansas if everything goes as planned but it says right here um it starts at 8:30 PM. That's going to be Eastern time, 7:30 PM our time. It's on Fox Sports One. And Dawn, the All Star race is 140 laps total. There's four stages. First stage that I'm reading here, it says it's it's 55 laps. Mm-hmm. The middle the middle two stages are 35 laps. The final stage is going to be 15 laps, and that takes about a lap on the track it takes about 15 seconds to go around the track. So the final stage could take less. than it says here. Four minutes to complete if there's no cautions. That's, that's crazy, a four-minute race. But um, <laughs> the qualifying race for the All-Star race is going to be a three-stage race. The first two stages are 35 laps apiece. And the final stage is 15 laps. So
3: I know you mentioned that the race time is 8:30 Eastern. That's for the All-Star race itself. The open, uh, the race yeah. for the open is at six our time, seven o'clock Eastern time. So um, okay. yeah. So I want to make sure because you know, again, we we get that the race for the open. Uh, first which is always going to be a a good race because again no points but these guys are trying to make their way in Uh, again we know that anytime you can make your way into this all-star race especially if you're somebody that's you know a mid-pack guy to a a, you know backpack guy i mean that this can make or break sponsorships for a lot of people it can bring new sponsorships to guys that we don't get to see a whole lot of so
1: exactly so here's who's already locked in is martin truex jr uh bowman ryan blaney justin haley kevin harvick at Kenseth, Kurt Bush, Cole Custer just got in with the win there. Brad Keselowski, Kyle Bush, Ryan Newman, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones. Those are all – all those guys are in. Here's who's trying to get in, okay? Mm-hmm. Michael Michael McDowell, Eric Amarola, Christopher Bell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Tyler Redrick, Bubba Wallace, William Byron, Chris Buescher, Clint Boyer, Matty D., Austin Dillon, Brian Priest, J.J. Yaley, Garrett Smithley, I think is how you uh-huh. said. Uh, Bren- Brennan Poole, Quinn Hoff, Joey Gase, Daniel Suarez, John Hunter Nemechek, Ty Dillon, and uh, Corey LaJoy. And so those are the guys that are trying to get in. And I have some audio we can play in a minute. And I want want you to, if, if you want to talk about the choose rule, do, we wanna, do, we wanna, do you know anything about that?
3: Okay. Yeah. Go, let's Let's talk about that too. Well, let's listen to your audio and stuff and then we'll talk about it.
1: Well, we got some audio from Martin Truex Jr., and he talks about the race at Bristol. And then they're going to have the the glow lights, right? The underglow, uh-huh. underglow lights, and he talks about that. And then he talks about um, some of the drivers uh, were well, some of the drivers, all the drivers and teams apparently the other day for NASCAR got a email. Pretty stern email reminding them to be sure and follow the COVID nineteen regulations and rules because they're afraid that some of the guys are getting kind of lax. And mm-hmm. Martin Tricks talks about the importance of that. So here's Martin Tricks Jr. on three different topics. Here we go.
0: Yeah, it should uh, should be exciting, you know, doing uh, doing it a little bit different. So uh, you know, Bristol's obviously a great short track and uh, always exciting racing there. So uh, I think it's a perfect spot to have the All Star race, you know, and uh hopefully it'll it'll put on a a big show I'm not a huge fan of it I don't know I think it's kind of ridiculous looking but uh you know it's really I mean up to what uh you know what everybody wants and what the fans like so I mean it's not like we get a vote on it or anything I I found out just a few days ago so um yeah we'll see uh, we'll see how it all plays out yeah I think everybody's talked about it you know I mean that's um you know part of what we're doing here is is trying to you know be able to continue racing and, and finish out this season so yeah, I mean it's um, you know definitely I think been passed along to everybody and, and I think everybody's taking it seriously. And he's talking about
1: at the COVID nineteen email they received there about taking it seriously. And I think the guys are trying to take it seriously. Now I was surprised with his comment about the glow lights. I thought he would think that was pretty cool, but he didn't seem like he really. You know, of course, Martin. I don't know. That, that's not, maybe Martin's style to have that on his car. Yeah. he's kind of an outdoorsy guy.
3: He might think it's too gimmicky <laughs> or whatever, and
1: I don't know. I know yeah, a lot I of think, people. You know, I've a lot of people have been criticizing that about on social media. But then a lot of people I heard think that, you know it's kind of cool. It's something different. Maybe that's what we need in NASCAR. It's a little bit different, a little bit of variety. Yeah. And for something like the All Star Race, it's supposed to be fun mm-hmm. and and non you know non non points race. So let's try it. And if it doesn't work, (laughs) don't ever do it again. Well, you know, we're
3: also going to have a new look to the car because the numbers push back and the sponsor is going to be more prevalent. But, you know, here's the thing, Mike. All-star events for other sports always have, like, some cool uniform you know that they're wearing there's you know that's different than the normal season uniform there's there's always something showy and stuff about it so why not i'm i'm down for it because again i'm sorry i was i've been
1: bored with the all-star race
3: over the last decade
1: yeah other than the fact that you know at times there, in the past we've seen some crazy things happen you know back in the old days you might say Mm
3: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. old
1: vintage nascar but but here lately it's been kind of boring. So now the other thing they talked about is the choose rule.
3: Yes. The choose your lane.
1: Yeah. And it has to do with restarts. Yes. Now, Bob, Bob Pockers, uh, asked Martin Truex jr. At the post-race press conference, uh, virtual meeting they had the other day. Uh, he asked Martin about that and we want to hear what Martin had to say. Yes, please. Here's the, here's Martin Truex jr. And Bob Pockers asking them about the choose rule here.
2: The choose rule for Bristol, um, have you used the, have you, have you used that in other series that you've run in before coming to NASCAR? And, uh, do you kind of have an idea of how many, uh, how many like rows w- it would take to, for you to want to maybe move up into the non-preferred groove?
0: Uh, I've never done it before, honestly. I mean, I've been racing NASCAR long enough that, uh, you know, short tracks weren't even doing this yet back then. So, um, yeah, it's been a while for sure, but, uh, um, you know, I think it'll just depend on the racetrack, Bob, and, and we'll see, um, you know, how it plays out. Bristol's definitely, uh, you know, a place where you can make either lane work depending on, you know, how your car's working and, and, and things like that. So, um, I think it'll be pretty straightforward at Bristol. I don't see guys giving up rows. Um, but you know, definitely there's some options there and, and maybe it'll give you a chance to, uh, take some chances somewhere.
1: And Don, what I want to comment on that is, you know, like, the whole idea is, is uh, the outside lane that Bristol tends to have the advantage on the restarts. But as a result of this choose rule, that means that basically the drivers are going to have the ability to pick which lane they want to restart in. Mm-hmm. So the leader of the race will likely choose the outside line. And if and when he does, that means that the second place driver could choose to start on the right on the inside of the front row or choose to start behind the leader of the race in the second row. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and it might work. I think it might be present some exciting uh, moments on these restarts.
3: I mean, it's something different to try. So let's try it and see what happens.
1: Exactly. What else? Uh, Who
3: are you predicting gets the fan vote?
1: Oh, I think it's going to be Bubba Wallace hands down. I think um, I'll be surprised if it's not. Um, He apparently is leading in the voting so far. A lot of people um, are pulling for him. If it's, if it's not Bubba, then I think it could go to somebody like... Um, trying to look at the list. I'll be darn surprised. I mean, maybe Matty D or something, but uh, or Boyer. But uh, that's if they don't race their way in. Um, but I think it's going to be... Uh, the fan vote's going to be uh, Bubba. Now, what if Bubba um, races his way in?
3: Then it, it, go- it, it goes, it goes to, to the next person with the most votes.
1: Okay. Okay. Because mm-hmm. Bubba could actually race his way in
3: yeah absolutely which i almost might want to see that happen because then people can't you know people are going to talk shit no matter what but but at the same time i'm hoping that if that's the case i'm hoping that after or sometime later on we we normally get the results and the percent and stuff and like i said i would love to see him have won you know or have been chosen by like a landslide yeah no i'm excited for it it's going to be interesting we've been talking for years how we'd like to see the all-star race moved bristol is always one of those tracks that we've mentioned seeing it on so um and bristol let's face it bristol is a great track this is going to be one of those races where if anybody's got a little beef with somebody this is the track that they have the chance of getting back at them for you know especially if they don't see a chance in winning the gremlins are in our system right now.
1: <laughs> Must be a lot of people online tonight.
3: Yeah, I guess so. So, but Mike, we we had other racing this this weekend as well. We had the Indy cars race, and um, Felix Rosenquest, or as we like to call him here, and by we I mean you, uh, we call him Fred. <laughs> Fred Rosenquist. He <laughs> comes away with the win.
1: Yes, he did, Dawn. And it a great race, a thrilling race battle with Paddle Paddle Ward. There, the guy we talked to last year. Uh, we had him on the show last year and, uh, just a great battle. Uh, Scott Dixon, uh, the one, the, um, the previous day
2: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. came in, you know, with this dominating, uh, run and then Felix gets a win. He's the first or the second driver to get a win this season. And they in their season. Looks like they had people up there on, you know, and uh, along the, the course, different parts and, um, faced out and everything. And it was just good to see, uh, any cars and they're going to be in iowa this weekend uh-huh. at the uh-huh. iowa speedway there so uh i'm looking forward to that so we'll kind of preview that later in the week as well
3: and then uh nhra also raised i know you put up a an update up on track radio.com uh yesterday so folks can go and listen to your uh your entire update but tell us a little bit about yeah. what went down this weekend
1: well i want to give a shout out to elin warner first
3: love you
1: Oh, Elin, he lives up there in the Dallas Fort Worth area Elon called me today we had a great talk I hadn't talked to him in a while he was at the race and he's doing some PR work on for uh, uh, Coletta Motorsports uh, Connie Coletta and uh, that whole team uh, with Doug Coletta and uh, uh, j.r Todd and all the guys so it's great it's great to hear from Elin. but uh, hey Don, we had another torrent so we better blow that train horn. <laughs> Another Torrance got a victory. It wasn't Steve-O. It was Billy Torrance. Oh, Big Daddy. Daddy won uh, in a hell of a race. Uh, he won top fuel. Matt Hagen won the funny car race. Jason Line uh, had a great battle there. In the end, they were with uh, Jay Coughlin. He took the uh, Pro Stock race. And then we had a brand new first time, just like the NASCAR race. Ryan Ayler uh, on a motorcycle in the Pro Stock motorcycle race. Ryan gets the win. Just a great, great event. They were at Indy. Fans in the stands. About 5,000 fans is what they let. They were all season ticket holders. They spread out. You had to wear a mask the whole time. But this weekend, at the same track, they're going to do it again. And that will be on Fox on the network. It's actually out on the network on on Saturday and Sunday. They're going to have um, some qualifying on Saturday. But then Sunday they have the uh, final rounds Uh the Texas race this week, we got trucks, Xfinity and Cup in Texas, the IndyCar race, uh, and all this stuff virtually. I'm, I'm just thrilled to death right now about all this race, and this is great. Yeah, me too.
3: <laughs> I'm actually considering doing a virtual watch party during the Texas yeah. race on Facebook. So I don't know, because I think it'd be fun to be able to talk about what we're seeing and stuff. Um, so maybe i don't know what your plans are on sunday but who knows maybe we we get on facebook be, and we do a little virtual thing
1: yeah it just depends on the time i'll be probably flipping back and forth and stuff but uh yeah we have to talk about it that might be something we you and i can do and get get a bunch of our listeners on and chat and talk and uh, see what everybody thinks and hopefully hopefully we have the race at texas there's some rumors floating around saw some stuff on social media this week about Possibility of this race not happening because of the high numbers of COVID nineteen in the state of Texas. So, Dawn, uh, man, I don't know. I hope they can, hope they can get it off. Hope we don't get it shut down because um, those hospitals up there in the DFW area, as you know well, are full of patients, and um, a lot of people are coming in. They're going to have fans at this race at Texas. A lot of teams are coming in because all three series are coming. There's a lot of teams, crews, and people. I'm just, I'm a little concerned about having this. I mean, I want this event to happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against NASCAR coming to Texas. I love Texas. Love Eddie Gossage. All the guys up there, they do a great job with all of us, but I'm a little concerned and worried about putting people in the stands and the COVID-19 situation It's it's not good. It's not looking good.
3: No. So. And again, we'll talk about this on Thursday. We'll record, we'll do a Bristol review, uh, an Star race review and then a Texas preview. But uh, Mike, the other big story, though, just as much as the COVID nineteen stuff in Texas, is is f- to me the bigger story is going to be the heat.
1: Yeah, I don't know about y'all. The last couple of days, but the last three four days here in San Antonio, one hundred five, one hundred six. Uh, I think it hit at one hundred seven the other day. Today was like one hundred five again. This heat is brutal right now.
3: Yeah, we're it's hovering brutal. up near a hundred. Uh, for the ambient temperature
1: cooler usually you're hotter up there than we are down here
3: well our air temp is like hovering around 100 but it's with the um heat index we're like 111 112 Mm -hmm. we're up there and the humidity is just insane it's just driving me nuts
1: it's more more of a dry heat down here right now
3: oh it's just like sticky and then with the with the mask on it's like suck to you um, yeah, I think doesn't, that's going to be the like bigger fun. story.
1: Sitting out in the stands with the mask on and that heat doesn't sound like fun. If you're going in the race, you're listening to us right now. If you're going in the race, my advice to you hydrate, hydrate, hydrate before you go. And not with beer. A couple, a couple yeah, with water. And several days, I'm talking several days before, I'm, I would do it almost like I would do in two or three days ahead of time, just pour the water into you. Cause you're going to be sweating
3: and you cannot bring a that. cooler to, like you normally can.
1: Oh, but you can bring a Ziploc, like a big Ziploc bag with your drink or your sandwich. It's got to be see-through 14 by 14. That's not, you take a, take a ruler. It's, you know, 12 inches, a little bit bigger than a so ruler. It's like the gallon
3: size bag, I, I guess. Bag.
1: Yeah. And basically that you can bring that in, but I think, They're saying once you come in, you can't go back out to your car, go in and out. But it's going to be different, much different than um, fans are used to.
3: I think my advice, and again, we'll get more into it, but my advice for people is please wear the mask as much as you can or if not, stay away from people. Like even if you're going with a family, spread out. As a mom, my advice would be really consider when you're going about taking your kids and not necessarily because of the COVID thing but my god y'all if you have not been to the track in the summer there's a reason we don't race at texas in july (laughs) and i'm just saying that's my biggest fear mike is you know this the the heat is going to be such an issue um and i'm i'm just really concerned about people both fans and definitely drivers and crew members you know because again they don't have the choice down on pit road they have to have the mask on you're right and they've got the fire suits and everything else going
1: yeah and it's hot it's hot down there i mean just standing down there on the pavement all the heat radiating off off the pavement you and i've been down there especially in june for an indycar race hell it's 125 30 degrees with the heat coming off the pavement down there on pit road and, mm-hmm. and front mm-hmm. straightaway and all that. So it's, uh, it's going to be a, a real doozy. Well, and I, <laughs> I'm not sure
3: um, you may know more about this or, and we'll look into it and try to find out before Thursday, but I'm not sure how much of the main seating is going to be open or sections or whatever. I, I was told When they first announced it, I thought it was just the metal bleachers and not the blue seats, the really nice seats up top. But I'm interested to find out because if that's the case, then I, you know, here's a little bit of advice for anyone who hasn't been to Texas yet. You'll want to start over in turn one (laughs) and the sun at two o'clock, the sun will probably still be out over the entire track. So the entire grandstands is going to be in the sun. But it starts to go away on turn one, um, and then it makes its way all the way down to turn four. So don't sit down and turn four. You're going to be in the, in the sun the entire race. It'll be on you. Um, and again, folks, uh, for especially folks that aren't from up here, uh, we don't have sunset up here until about 8.30, 8.45 at night. And the last few nights, it has been around 98 degrees at 10 p.m. So it ain't going to get any cooler.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at the Fort Worth forecast for Sunday, calling for sunny skies, the high of 96, low of 75, no chance of rain. Yeah. So I was going to say, maybe wouldn't it be great if we had a rain shower, come cool everything off, but. They don't look like that's going to happen, Dawn.
3: Yeah, and 96, like I said, that's about what it's been up here the last day or two. 96 is the air temp, but the with the heat index, when you throw in the humidity and the heat index, it's over 110 is what you feel like it is. So, yeah, yeah that's going to suck. <laughs> um, but I'll enjoy the race from the air-conditioned comfort of my living room couch. <laughs>
1: and a brand new house by the way too yeah
3: so. yeah absolutely so all right mike well let's enjoy the all-star race who do you think's going to win it who do you think wins the all-star uh, race
1: I don't, you know, I don't have any idea i think we're going to have a surprise winner so oh you're just
3: going to say a surprise winner
1: um let me think here i'm going to go with um if he can get his way in what the hell Matty d
3: okay so you're going to go to benedetto hey he got a second place there at bristol yeah so that'd be
1: great and my long shot is bubba
3: Okay, I'm going to go with, okay, this is real. This should almost be a long shot right now, which is a scary thing to say. I'm going to say Kyle Bush for the win. Um, but, you know, he hasn't even won a segment the season so far.
1: No, he's had some bad luck.
3: I'm going to say Kyle <laughs> Bush for the win. My long shot, though, will be Bubba Wallace. And I almost don't feel like it's really that much of a long shot because – what did he get fourth place at Bristol here <laughs> just a few weeks
1: ago? I think so.
3: That would be awesome. It would be so awesome if that happens. So, all right, Mike, well enjoy your evening and we'll definitely touch base while we're watching the race. And then, uh, we'll get back on here on Thursday and wrap it all and up. And
1: by the way, uh, look sometime, um, Thursday we'll have a, uh, I'll do a smack cast, uh, update the audio on there for the post-race press conference. We'll have that available on track radio.com. So. Perfect. Check that out. I'll have that ready for us. Thanks,
3: Mike. Thanks so much. Guys, stay safe, and we will talk to you uh, in about 48 hours.